This is the Yab Convocast, one-on-one conversations with your other brothers' authors, community members, supporters, and friends. What's up, friends, and welcome to the Yab Convocast. We are full steam ahead on our spinoff show. I feel like it's no longer a spinoff. It's just its own, it's its own entity. It's its own show. This is episode three of the new season, episode 25 overall. And we have another delightful repeat guest on the heels of our Londonian Filipino friend, Daniel. We have another returning guest who previously appeared on a convo cast. He's a phenomenal blogger, author, contributor on our site. He's joining us once again. He's Yob's pastor to be debated with Will. I don't know. Who's who's Yob's pastor, Ben? Is it you or Will? <laughs> well, you know, both of us talk to one another, so we we can uh, we can split the load. Um, there you go. <laughs> and if you don't like what I have to say, maybe uh, maybe go talk to him instead. Yeah, we have. We're like one of those churches who. What, what's what's the um, terminology? If a church doesn't have one single pastor, they have they have like a a, a quorum of pastors or something. Is there a, sp- a specific term for that? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a cohort of pastors. A cohort. Yeah. What's a what's a flock of pastors called? Um, in any case, whether your Yob's pastor will, it's a combination of the two. It's good to have you back, Ben. How has it been since we last? heard your voice many, many, many months ago. Yeah. I feel like if we could erase 2020 and start over mm. again, I'm not sure I'd do it, but um, no, it's been, let's call it a learning experience. The last year has been a learning experience, uh, a lot of ups, a lot of downs, but overall on the other end of it, better, stronger, hopefully wiser, um, and a few more gray hairs and a little bit older. So yeah. Doing okay. A few more gray hairs, but then I was commenting just before we started recording. You look fresh. You look younger than I've ever seen you with a clean shaven look. So, so you've got that going for you. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely time when uh, when you don't get carded anymore. When you're used to getting carded. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Time to go back. <laughs> it's nice to get carded again. That's yeah. Let's let's all get carded again. I was telling you, uh, I'm about to go to my brother's wedding in a couple of weeks now. I mean, it's crazy that it's coming this quickly, but, um, listeners, viewers, supporters will know that I've been growing out my hair for the last year. I have not touched, I've not gone within a hundred yards of a barber shop since COVID hit. Um, a lot of that's just been paranoia and a lot of it has just been kind of like pride. Like, you know what? I am able to grow my hair out and so many blessed men in our community, my heart goes out to you. They're not able to grow their hair out anymore. And I just am like wanting to just however long I'm able to, like, this has been an opportunity to experiment, experiment in healthy ways of, uh, of growing my hair out. But, but I am all that to say that the Tom shaggy hair era is coming to an end soon as I prepare to, um, get spiffy for my brother's wedding. So, so it'll be sad, but it'll be hopefully a rejuvenation for me as well. (laughs) You might consider, I, I've got a friend who was, uh, well, who is a stylist. And so, before Revoice two years ago, I'd had the same haircut for like eight years. And I went to him and I said, okay, um, you know what my profession is? You you know me. I'm giving you complete artistic license over my head. Wow. Go. You know, and uh, I don't regret it. Don't regret it at all. That's, see, that's that's really nice. You know, like I, I don't have an eye for that. Like I, 
I feel like most of my life, my haircuts have been really safe and just really predictable, but I like kind of want to experiment again in healthy ways of like, what's a way based on like my proportions of the size of my forehead or the angles of my jaw, or, you know, I want the scientific approach of what is, what would be the best haircut. And I don't, I don't have the answers to that. So maybe your friend can, maybe you can shoot, shoot your friend a headshot. <laughs> <laughs> and give me give me some feedback because I I'm I want to yeah I want to be as presentable as possible. I don't regret it. If you've got somebody you trust that uh, yeah knows what they're doing, they can do wonderful things. If, if any listeners out there, if you are if you are proficient in haircut knowledge, if you know if you know the proper haircut for the proper head shape and size, please reach out to me in the next. <laughs> 10 days. Uh, yeah, I would love to love to get as, uh, as picturesque as possible. That's the goal here, you know, because these pictures, these pictures will follow me until the day I die that are going to be taken on that day. So yeah. Um, well, Ben, something I wanted to bring up with you because we had a digital retreat a few months ago, which was so great. I had and again, I, I will continue to sing Daniel's praises as long as I have breath in my lungs because I had such minimal expectations for that thing. I was like, oh, this is just going to be a glorified Zoom call. Like it's not going to be anything, anything special, but it turned out to be quite special actually. Um, and you participated in the preparation for that, the planning, the prayer, um, and you even got to share some of your heart one night over Zoom with however many guys were there that night, 30, 35 guys. Um, and so I just wanted to thank you for that. Thank you for contributing. Um, for those that weren't at the retreat, what is just a snapshot of what you shared that night with, uh, with our yobbers? Yeah. Uh, something that's been near and dear to my heart um, in my own church right now, even this idea of what does it look like to be uh, intentional community to one another chosen family? Are there people within our congregation that, uh, feel alone, unseen, unknown? How do we cultivate an atmosphere that welcomes and invites them in and lets them know you are loved, you are valued. You don't have to hide, uh, you know, the pieces of yourself that you might consider broken. The church is supposed to be a hospital more than it is a, a country club. Um, and so, yeah, for the Yabber Tree, just looking at that lens of how do we cultivate that within our group and allow people to be able to say, here's what's going on in my head and my heart and be safe spaces for that. And then also a little bit of a challenge of, for those of us that have the ability, how do we go back into our churches and take that attitude and mentality and cultivate safe spaces for other people as well? Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, it was, it was such a great, great message. Great to hear from you in your heart. And we have so many, we were joking about Will being a pastor too, but like there's so many other people in our community, authors and Yab and Yab members, community members who are also involved in active ministry um, in some capacity, whether they're on a payroll with a church or leading a small group or, or what have you. So um, I'm really grateful for all of the all of the ministry, so many great hearts in our community. So, so thanks for being one of many, Ben. It's good to, I'm glad we found you. I don't know, how, how did you, how did you refresh our minds? How did you get here again? How did you find the wonderful world of Yab? I had uh, a decent amount of face-to-face -face community during what I refer to as my second coming out period. Um, for six years, I hadn't talked about my, my sexuality, told my wife before <laughs> so we got married. Uh, you can never have too ma too many coming coming comings out. Yeah, it's good to it's good <laughs> to just keep doing that again and again. Yeah, yeah. Until I guess one day the the big reveal, so to speak. But um, 
yeah, six years in the marriage, you know, I, I realized this is still a, a part of life. Um, it's not going away, not that we necessarily expected it to, but we we didn't know what to expect. So six years in, uh, found community, started talking about my sexuality again, and then uh, took the role that I'm in currently at my church and had the move and was thinking, what am I going to do? Because, you know, I've taken this time to cultivate people who know my story and I don't know if I'm going to have that going into this church. I want to make sure that I have, you know, some sort of community, some sort of support, you know, that no matter where I go, um, because pastors don't always stay in the same place for very long, uh, that I'll be able to take that with me. And I had a friend who had read uh, some of the some of the blogs and had listened to some of the podcasts. And he said, Hey, you should really check this group out. And I hear that they have a secret Facebook group. And so that's how I uh, originally heard about Yab. Now we have a top secret discord server too. Who knows what our next top secret community environment will be. But, but I really love that you found us through word of mouth through someone else like that is making me just more and more happy the more I hear that. I mean, this was a little while ago, right? A couple of years now. So um, it's happening even more since you since you found us. Like it's it's becoming more and more common that people are finding us through friends, through someone that they know and not not explicitly from a Google search, which used to be the only way you could really find us. So um, So that's just super, super cool, super encouraging. So Ben, is there anything that you would like to discuss in our remaining time here today? I know it's been a long time since you have been on this convo cast. Uh, first, did you hear about the guy who faked uh, skin disease so that people would give him money? Is this a joke? <laughs> Wait, say, <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> say that again. Did I hear about the guy who what? Hear about the guy who uh, faked a skin disease so that people would give him money? No, I did not hear about this man. Yeah, he was a uh, leprechaun. It's good. Happy Saint it's, Patrick's Day. I was going to say it's topical, listeners, because it is Saint Patrick's Day on this day of recording. So there is that. So it may not make more sense uh, a couple of days from now when this comes out, but for now, it makes sense. Everything that I say always makes sense. It's uh, always topical, so relevant. Yeah, mm-hmm. context matters. So yeah. Um, so yeah, it, going into the uh, the Yabbers retreat, uh, there were a group of us that decided to connect outside of that, a group of us married guys. Uh, so we set up a, a monthly Zoom conversation, um, which is actually going to be tomorrow night. And yeah, we, we talk life, we talk marriage. Um, and out of that, uh, you know, guys have talked about their experiences of, you know, coming out to their significant others. Um, some of them came out before they were married. Uh, some came out after, and it's just, it's sometimes a really hard conversation to have. And so out of that, you know, guys were asking like, is there a right way to do this? Is there a wrong way to do this? And so I ended up writing a, a blog post based kind of on my own experience, but also on these other guys to kind of give people a framework for how do you have this conversation? Um, because I know that for for me, I told I told my wife before we got married, but we didn't talk about it again for another six years. It was like the button got you know paused and uh, wasn't a, a life conversation. And then when I did start talking about things, at first it was hard, it was awkward, um, and it's gotten a lot better since then. So, so upcoming blog post: How to come out to your significant other, and the idea is it's a it's a draft letter that whether somebody is, you know, in a dating relationship or 
you know, if they're already years in the marriage and never have this conversation for them to be able to even just print it out and say, sweetie, I got something I want you to read. Um, you know, please receive it with an open heart. And then having that be a basis for, for starting conversation. Um, and in the works behind that, actually one that uh, people can give to their pastors, you know, like, you know, like an anonymous drop, so to speak, uh, to say, hey, there's there's somebody in your church that experiences attraction to the same sex, and you're you're reading this because they want to let you know that they're here and they're looking for community, they're looking for understanding, and here's some things that you can do to to engage with and you know walk with these people who are who are in your church. So I'm excited yeah. about that. I'm glad you brought that up, Ben, because yeah, when we were planning this podcast, I was thinking like that could actually be really cool if we coordinate it so that you come on the convo cast and then your blog comes out around the same time. That way people can like connect the two. And I think in the future, so that blog stay, listeners stay tuned because that blog will be coming very soon to your other Um, hopefully in the next few days, depending on when you are listening to this, or if you're listening to it 50 years from the future, just find, <laughs> find Ben's posts. You'll find it. It's already, it's already a thing. It exists. Um, but I would love as this convo cast becomes more routine and more scheduled and as we figure out what this show is, because we're still kind of figuring out what is this, what is this 20 minute show? Um, I think it'd be really cool to, to align it with authors when their blogs come out and to have sort of either a part two or, or in your case, sort of like a foreshadowing, a, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, I don't know, foreshadowing is fine. We'll just go with that. Um, a little teaser, let's say, of, of what's to come. And uh, I think that could be fun to like make the rounds with all of our different authors and um, to have a little extension of the blog post in audio form. So, so who knows? Maybe that'll be more of a, a thing with, with increasing regularity as we, as we get into the rhythm of this every other week show and, uh, and get, to, get to meet as many different people in the, the Yab community as we can. So, so that's really cool. I'm excited. I'm really like touched that the married guys in our group have found one another and that you've, I feel like this is a long time coming. I'm sure married guys over the years have gotten together on a smaller scale with just, you know, one or two people hanging out or talking or whatever, but, but to have like organized zoom calls or, or like even on our discord. Now we have a private channel just for our married guys and they can like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not married. So I, I don't follow the conversation, but, but they, they can just talk and talk. And we, I think we have 10 or 15 married guys in the, on that channel. Um, and it's just really cool. Like if any listeners are out there listening, if you're married, if you feel alone or trapped or, or whatever feelings you might feel about being in a mixed orientation marriage, if that's the language you would use to describe your, your marriage, then um, yeah, just know it's like, there's, there's so many guys in Yab who are in similar boats. And it's really cool, Ben, to hear you, share about how these guys have all been connecting. Like that's super, super touching to hear. Yeah. It's, it's been a blessing to me as well. Um, to be able to have other guys to be able to talk with about my own experiences. And then, uh, yeah, I, I love, and I value my, my single friends that I get to talk with about these things, but to have other people who are going through a lot of the same things in life, just that's something that I've been lacking that I've been able to get more and more of recently. So Super cool. And that's actually a really good segue to our last thing that I kind of wanted to bring up with you, which was as specifically as a pastor, but I mean, really this can apply to anyone in ministry, but for someone pastoring a church, like um, I've always been kind of curious, not only for you, but other pastors, like, where do you like draw, where do you draw from? Because a lot of people will inevitably go to their pastors as 
as their shepherds, as their leaders, as their mentors, whatever jargon you want to use. Um, and that's a super cool thing. I think God puts pastors over people, um, and ministers over people, um, in really special ways for, for to be able to meet needs and to be able to encourage and affirm and, um, and just like, yeah, help us, help us wayward sheep, um, stay, stay on our, on our past or have someone to talk to you and have a listening voice. But, but I'm always curious about like, but then where did those people go? Cause they're not gods. They're not, they're not like perfect. They're not without temptation. They're not without sin. And how, how do you personally, um, like where, how or where, or with who do you draw strength from as, as someone who is leading a flock, so to speak? I've got a, a couple of different groups that I'm connected with. A couple guys that I went to seminary with um, were in a messenger chat where if it's not every day, then I'd say it's, you know, five out of seven days we're, we're messaging one another about what's going on in our lives, in our churches, how we can be praying for one another. Uh, sometimes it's, it's a rant, you know, Hey, this happened and just, ah, you know, and yep. Been there got one of those in my church too. Um, (laughs) I would love to see like a group message of pastors and, and read pastor rants. Like that would probably be thoroughly entertaining, but also a great source of rapport. I'm sure. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And these are guys that they know, they know the good, the bad and the ugly, um, there's transparency with them. And that's, you know, like that's an accountability type thing, but it's also a, uh, iron on iron. You know, sometimes if I'm going through something and being able to say, Hey, um, yeah, this is where I'm at. I've screwed up to be able to have somebody else say there's grace, there's restoration. Um, and for me to be able to do that for them in return, there's an element there of being able to try to find that within your own congregation. But, uh, yeah, in seminary, in undergrad, we were told, have your people in your church who know you well, but also make sure that your main source of support exists outside of your uh, outside of your local church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I do have a few people in my church that know my storyline, that, um, that are part of, you know, everyday life here that I'm able to lean on as well, and I appreciate them a lot. Um, yeah, they love me and they love my wife well. That's awesome. Yeah. And the, the more, the deeper I go into this Yob venture, the more I'm seeing Yob as ministry, especially now that we have our discord, I feel like there's a lot more opportunity for smaller group interaction and more of an ongoingness to connecting with people rather than just like more of a distant Facebook group or, or the comment section on, on our blog page, you know, it's like there are opportunities to connect, but they're not like ongoing regular and, and consistent. And, and the more, yeah, the more Yab grows and the more like interconnected people are getting with one another, the more we, we, we focus on discipleship and how do we actually, where's the ship going? Where are we going? How can we grow as believers and not just get in the boat and capsize? <laughs> like, how do we, yeah, how do we go somewhere? And I've, I've kind of like I've taken a similar approach. It's not to say I don't have close friends within Yab because I certainly do. Like some of my dearest friends have come out of Yab, but I also do need like pers- me personally, um, I need that outside something, something outside of this world, um, speaking wisdom, speaking life, speaking affirmation and speaking truth into me, um, as well. And so I see a lot of parallels. It's certainly not the same thing, what I do and what you do, but there is, there's some crossover, there's some parallel. And I, I can see, uh, similar, similar paths that I've taken to kind of in my best effort to, to be healthy and to, to feel, 
uh, rejuvenated as much as possible. Because I don't know, I'm, I'm sure you, you would echo this, Ben. People can be a lot. People are a lot sometimes. <laughs> Oh yeah, people that can true? be a lot for sure. I mean, I know I can be a lot. Um, so, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so something to the point, like uh, you know, you say, you know, me being a pastor, maybe it's a little bit different. But I guess one thing that you know, I I've said from the pulpit before, um, and this is something that gets drilled in at seminary, but it's not just for pastors, not just for seminarians. Uh, the call to follow Jesus is the call to to be a disciple. And those disciples are supposed to go and and make more disciples. And so mm-hmm. the I guess you could say the framework that I was told is in everybody's life, there needs to be a Paul, a Barnabas, and a Timothy. So the Paul is the person, you know, who's who's over you, who's mentoring you, who's pouring into you. And then the Barnabas is, you know, Paul's missionary companion. So you've got somebody at your same level, you're you're doing life together, you're walking together, you're growing together. And then there's the Timothy, the person that that you're pouring into, that you're discipling. And I think that, you know, whether a person's a pastor, whether they're, you know, a, a writer, a blogger, a, a teacher, whatever, um, there's that element of asking who's pouring into me, who's walking with me, and who do I have the opportunity to be able to pour into? And mm-hmm. I find that when we're pouring into other people is often the times when we experience the most growth. Absolutely. Yeah. That's super wise, super relevant. And, uh, yeah, it's my hope that anyone listening that, yeah, you can find those three people in your life. I've definitely been on a mission to, um, I guess it goes both ways. Like I found plenty of people to journey alongside through Yab and that's been such a blessing. And so it's been kind of my mission in the last few years now, maybe of like trying to, to find those other two sides, the Pauls, the Timothys and, um, you know, making progress day by day. Um, Thank you, Ben, for coming on. If, if you guys who are listening, if you have never checked out Ben's stuff, he's quite gifted at the written word. If you enjoyed his audible word today, um, check the link in our description. You can read his post. Depending, again, on when you're listening to this, you might be able to read the blog post that he spoke into existence today. So, um, so check that out. Or at least if it's not there yet, check it out in the next few days from the release date of this podcast. And of course, if you're interested in learning more about Yab, our website's yourotherbrothers.com. If you're not already familiar with it, it's recently redesigned by our wonder boy, Daniel. <laughs> Once again, giving, giving some love to Daniel. Um, and if you're interested in joining, we mentioned the Facebook group, the Discord, all that goodness. Um, become a part of our Patreon community. We would love to have you. There's always room for one more. Um, go to patreon.com slash yourotherbrothers for all that information. Um, Ben, thank you so much for being here. I hope you will come back again soon. My pleasure, Tom. Thanks for having me on. Always good. Always. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Um, remember friends, you are not alone because we're still in a pandemic. Even the sparrow stays at home. I really can't wait until we can change that and make it something else. But for now, stay at home, you guys, and we'll talk again very soon. See ya. See ya.